You are under more media scrutiny than the president himself. I'm not just important. People are scared of me. I didn't know this. Excellence is the best deterrent to racism. Kill this idea that a degree means someone is going to give you a job. Our students are so obsessed now with fees that they protest about fees, right? Mm. Then they are not even looking at the debt that South Africa is creating with the World Bank. And, you know, they, they are not looking at that. They are not looking at any other issue outside their own. I was never disciplined, nothing. But I get two judges. Even Tabo Besta is not going to get two. It's going to get one. The Cizu and Bofu Welsh Experience Podcast. Aye, aye, aye. Spread the fire. Welcome back to SMWX. And in today's episode, we have maybe the most explosive episode yet. I am extremely excited to welcome the former vice chancellor of the University of Cape Town, a storied academic, someone who many look up to in South Africa, someone who's the recipient of countless awards, Professor Mamogheti Paking. Prof, thank you so much for joining us and honoring us on SMWX. Thank you very much for inviting me, Caesar. Really an honor. You, you say most explosive. I watched one of your interviews with Advocate Skakani. Yes. Ah, I yeah. don't think we can do better than it's that. It's a hard act to follow, but I suspect ah. if there's one interview, I can do. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to. I have to start. Please just don't call me a journalistic buffoon. Then we can. No. Then we're fine. Okay, let's get it right. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't call JJ journalistic buffoon. I was told that he is. <laughs> And so I shouldn't take him seriously. Now, don't yeah. press my buttons what because just yeah. exactly, yeah, okay. exactly my point. Ask, yeah. If you press my buttons too much, <laughs> I might just end up telling you what they said about you. So oh, let's just leave goodness. it there. This is going to be a good Let's one. just leave this it there. Okay. Yeah. Can we end here? Exactly. Been, don't don't, don't, don't start a fight. <laughs> don't start a fight because I know how to fight. <laughs> so, so I realize. No, Prof. Thank you so much for joining us. I know you yeah. don't just speak to anyone. I know this is um, a particularly sensitive time in your life because of all that's happened in UCT yeah. and for you to grace the platform at this moment is, is much appreciated. Can we start at UCT, our, our shared university? Yeah. I wanted to say thank you for inviting me and, sure. and, and really to say I, I agreed because of um, your history with the university. I mean, you, you, I don't know if you were the first black um, uh, SRC president, but you are, you are one of the SRC presidents that I had wanted to invite at some stage. Mm -hmm. I, of course, you know, I've been in panels where you interviewed for yeah. scholarships, uh, but, but I, I, I really agreed because of our shared um, mm. identity with UCT, sort of our yeah. relationship with absolutely, UCT. Absolutely, absolutely. We, we share history at that university. Yeah. Yours more illustrious than mine. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was, I was looking on as things were happening at, at UCT yeah. and let me start here with the media tenor of this thing, because one of the things that certainly struck me is that there seemed to be a coordinated campaign, News 24, Daily Maverick, that went beyond just having problems with your actual stewardship of the university and seemed to be personal. So Adrian Basson, the editor of News 24, tweets when the acting VC takes over, no fashion and dancing at UCT now that Rome, when Rome is burning, you know, referring to you and yeah. 
I know you clapped back, but how, how did you feel about the, the personal nature of some of the attacks is all that they can be called? Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, uh, I think Media 24, News 24 and The Maverick have been on my case uh, since the beginning. I don't think they, they just came in. I think you've got to look at um, who's been driving that narrative um, and also how, okay? And um, maybe let me put this one aside first and say, by the way, mm. there's actually nothing wrong in being beautiful fashionable, knowing how to dance, Absolutely. and being a brilliant vice chancellor. And let me, let me, because it's always important to get things out of the way. Mm. Um, I've been criticized of many things, but not incompetence. And throughout my tenure of five years as a VC, uh, I've either gotten a top performance exceeding performance and even being paid performance bonuses. We can talk later about the tangibles of what we achieved under my leadership. Um, and of course, being at this place, I mean, you know, you've tried so hard to beat UCT to rankings and you haven't been able to under my leadership. <laughs> you, see. you won before my leadership, but <laughs> since my leadership, that hasn't been able, sadly, because mm. this is home. But mm. here's the thing, I mean, the 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 media attacks were well coordinated mm. because there is absolutely no way that uh, this you know, contestation was gonna be won. Um, and let me just say by the other side, without the media. I mean, and you have to look at other stories. You have to look at what happened, what's happening with media Markle and, and Meghan Markle. Uh, I mean, in a way, you know, it, 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 it felt to me like uh, there's a journalist, there are journalists in South Africa who are trying to make, up, make their career through me because I actually do sell newspapers. And that's why my articles, to read them, you had to pay. You couldn't just read them for free. Mm. But um, um, I think uh, the Maverick agreed, in, you know, in fact, they themselves were the first to allege that the executive director of our communications and marketing department at UCT, uh, uh, her life partner is one of the editors at the uh, uh, Daily Maverick. And by the way, they only uh, disclosed that allegation um, uh, the second half of last year. Um, but they've been leaking confidential documents of the university and of council, which of course the executive director sits on council uh, so that they know what's going on. Um, they've been, uh, you know, leaking them since 2019. Uh, but before, but, but then they never, they never said this. I had no clue until they, they wrote in the article uh, around um, uh, last year, September that uh, our executive director of communications and marketing. And at that time, uh, I had just investigated that executive director. We had just completed an investigation against that director um, for unlawful expenditure and for forging my signature. Um, and of course you can pause and say, would we have done it? Uh, would you have uh, started that investigation if you knew 
that the life partner of this person is one of the editors at the Daily Maverick. Yes, I would have done it. And just, I think the... So, so, yeah. so, so I'm not, I wasn't surprised. No, sure, sure. I think what was interesting for me, especially about Mr. Basson's tweet, yeah. was it, the mask kind of fell. You know, a lot of people were reading these articles and you know, trying to make sense of what happened. At that moment, I think the entire country in many ways realized, hold on a second, yeah. is this about UCT and its governance or is this about a distaste for your person and maybe superior dance moves? Yeah. Uh, by the way, I was, a, I was a competitive dancer as an undergraduate student. There we are. I won competitions for my ballroom and Latin American dancing. We won't ask if Mr. Basson also. No, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> you know, people think you can only have one talent. What's this thing about dancing in the first I mean, place? Come on, we are black people. We dance when we're happy, we dance when we're angry, yeah. we dance when we're sad, we dance at the funeral, we dance when we want more money. In fact, not dancing actually should There's be a problem. A, then, so then, so yeah. please, so so this dance issue we must put aside mm. because I went, I won trophies for dancing. So it's not an effort. I don't take the whole day to dance or to learn a, a dance move. Even at 57, I'll catch it very quickly. Sure. Okay, now, and, and I'm gonna keep putting Basson's thing on the side. The mask mm. falling season. Here's the thing. I mean, the mask fell at that time, but you know, I was surprised. Why so late? The mask mm. should have fallen before yeah. Because, yeah. because Mr. Basson had been lying. Um, before, the mis I mean, one of the biggest lies, blatant lies on Twitter uh, that Mr. Basson um, uh, put out was that they opened a space with the young guy who wrote with him, I forget his name. Um, and they were talking about my picture whilst I was elsewhere on the continent mm -hmm. with a rifle, who of course stupid people thought it was an AK-47 as if holding an AK-47 uh, somewhere on the continent is a crime. And um, they said, I wrote on my Twitter that this is for my haters. They, they are on the space and they're talking about this, that I'm threatening, I'm threatening people. And I, I put out this picture and said, this is for my haters. And I'm like, wow, didn't anybody see that, that tweet? I just wrote somewhere in Africa. Because of course, I was somewhere in Africa. And in fact, it's about time that South Africans know how other people elsewhere in the continent live. And how some of us, when we go to the continent and relate with family, how we live. There's, there's, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing. Um, no, I, I, I couldn't understand. There's nothing, yeah. So, so to, to assume that, um, to put in for my haters, I mean, what are you trying to say? Again, you're creating a story out of nothing. Mm. Um, and to, um, yeah, and, 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 and to, to, to assume that simply because I'm carrying a rifle, uh, not even pointing at anyone, um, is to threaten people. Mm. It's really to create a story out of nothing, right? So, mm. so of course, the, 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 uh, Mr. Basson, Mr. Basson, by the way, went way beyond what Daily Maverick did. Mm. Here's the other thing that the public might not be aware of. I mean, um, you know, in News 24, I mean, there, there are many meetings of council that I had to recuse myself from. Right. Because they were discussing issues that have to do with me. Sure. But I knew that 
either a few hours after the meeting or the morning of the meeting, uh, after the morning after the meeting, I'll get the minutes mm. from Mr. Basson, mm. from News 24. We all knew. In mm. fact, it's a joke that goes on email that someone sends and says, have you seen the minutes this morning mm. of yesterday's council meeting? And In no one held accountable for really leaking these sensitive university documents? Well, no one's held accountable because it couldn't be me leaking, leaking, not documents. It's not even documents, Caesar. It was as if Mr. Basson was in the meeting. Remember that the meetings are online? Mm. It was as if he was in the meeting because no minutes have been published yet. No, at UCT we do a, church, a desk from the chair of council. None of that has been published yet. So in fact, nobody knows mm. what, 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 what went down at Especially council. members of the university alumni. Members of the university, don't, they get it from Mr. Basson. We got it from Mr. Basson until I, I stepped down. Uh, uh, and then you know, so, I, so, yeah. so, so, and you talk and you say to me, you, you, you are investigating governance and it has got to do with me. Well, you've got a bigger problem here of governance. In fact, the council, in fact, you, the graduates of the university, should be challenging the council of the university, should have been challenging them already to say what's happening with governance. We are not getting any news, we are getting them from News 24. Some of the things haven't been declared. Some of the things are, are in my agreement with the university. Mm. I'm not allowed to talk about them, but Basson has, has, has told people already. You can always talk about them here. No, 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 I can't. No one's, no one's no, Let me tell you, unlike, uh, unlike some DVCs who sign non-disclosure agreement and go on to talk about them, mm. I'm an adult. And I understand, mm. I understand what's a non-disclosure agreement. So I will not talk about what's in my agreement. No, fair enough, Prof. Yeah. I think, and, and I do- But I will question, yeah. I will say Basson talked about it. No, sure. And, and, and nobody's challenging that. At least, mm. at least uh, one thing, Basson, Basson um, uh, uh, contemplated uh, talking about uh, uh, the financial benefits of my agreement, so, which are not correct, of course, but, uh, yeah. but it's there. So I want to, and there are some questions I want to ask you about the wider UCT situation. Sure. But firstly, I think it's important just to hear from you because I think your side of the story mm -hmm. was, was never appropriately told. And we were given a very one-sided narrative, mm -hmm. which, was, which was confusing. Maybe some of us got confused by the one-sided narrative. But I also just want to set aside the non-issues. Dancing and fashion, that's a good thing. The rifle thing, whatever you may think about it, what, are you going to fire someone because they took a picture? Like, exactly. that's ridiculous. So it felt to me at, at some point in that whole process, and it's, it's interesting you say that it just turned off because now mm. it just switched off. Yeah. You are under more media scrutiny than the president himself. Of course. Like the palapala thing was happening. <laughs> But we were being told, don't worry about like this issue of national security importance. Mm -hmm. Focus on the so-called bullying mm -hmm. with no specification of the vice chancellor. And I had to sit back at some point and say, where are the priorities in terms of where we focus? Mm -hmm. There are people who commit crimes in this country. There are massive corruption stories. That was the story for a while. And it was mm -hmm. like, kept going. Mm. Um, what's it like to be on the receiving end of that kind of media 
scrutiny. Um, since, I mean, be, being that, that media scrutiny started in 2020, excruciating. I contemplated killing myself on suicide ideation, being big time. Mm. And um, it's a miracle that I'm here. Uh, my, my, boys, my boys did a lot of work mm. to make sure that, that I keep alive. Because just imagine this. You, you, you grow up poor, right? You believe that education is the only thing that's going to take you out of this. My dad made me believe this. I bought into it. Yeah. Not only me, my siblings too. I worked my ass off. I did everything. I was so careful. I was so careful in crafting my career because I paid attention. When I decided to be an academic, I paid attention to the fact that I've got to do it so well. People are not even aware that I became an academic after I worked. I worked as a teacher. I worked as a lecturer at a college. I worked mm -hmm. at NGOs. You know, I did the whole toot. And when I decided to be an academic, I started right at the bottom, as if I hadn't done all of those things. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I was conscious. I didn't want to be accused of anything. I didn't want anyone to say I slept my way through. Uh, you can say what you like. I know I don't look bad. So people can easily make that assumption. I didn't want anyone to say black African woman who's just parachuted. Yeah. I didn't, so talk about any step. I started here at VETS as a, as a research assistant, yeah. went on to tutor, went on to senior tutor, went on to lecturer, senior lecturer, Associate professor, I left as associate professor. When I left, of course, I had started the Marang Center for Math and Science um, yeah. Education. Publication record, impeccable. Publication record. You know, if Professor Laridon was still here, he would tell you how I wanted to apply for a rating first year after getting a PhD. Because throughout my PhD, I was attending all the workshops that the NRF was here, I was there, attending, asking questions, because I wanted to make sure that I don't only get a PhD, I get my publications, and I wanted my NRF rating because I, and I wanted a P rating, Cizu. I didn't want anything. Mm. And my rating came, and it was a C1. Gosh, Belinda Pozzoli and, and, and the former vice chancellor, Nongba, can tell you how I walked into the 11th floor because I wanted to appeal. Mm. Because I felt that I, I deserve a purity. Because I felt that it's going to introduce me. So young. But, but that's how I worked so hard for this career. And I remember, I remember Caesar, uh, 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 Professor Nonna sending me out packing. And of course, I discovered later that he's got the same rating. My damn, how on earth? You know, I'm just a beginner. At that time, I had no clue what a C1 rating meant, right? Mm -hmm. But I've done that. And I never stopped. I wanted to tick every box. And after all that, close to 20 years later, boom, you've been getting, you're passing everything, you're nailing everything locally, internationally. And they say, uh, you're a bully. Someone writes a report. They said, there are 37 cases against you of bullying. They don't give you a name. They don't give you any detail. And there, you are guilty. And so I said, excuse me, by the way, this is an omba. There are terms of reference, right? 
So first of all, in terms of reference, you don't reveal the names of uh, people who are accused or even people who come to complain. But mine is revealed, so there's a problem there. Number two, simple administrative justice. You've got to give me a right of response. This thing doesn't just get escalated and suddenly it's the truth. I mean, come on. Anyone with half a brain will know that. But for me, none of that worked. None of that was even considered. I was guilty. Even today, there are some members of council who still talk about that as fact. I said, if you give me the 37 cases, then I can answer. The third thing, by the way, is that in the report, if you read it, you'll see that the ombud inserts herself that she is one of the complainants. Then I go, oh, so you are the judge and the complainant, you know, what's going on here? So anyone should look at this and say, but if you are one of the complainants, actually, you don't even have a right to be talking about other cases. Because first of all, we need to know what is this and what counts as bullying. But voila. And, and, yeah. and for me, that's, and, and, and it was as if, and the reason why I say I almost took my life is because it was like I was in the middle of the street with the whole world watching mm -hmm. and someone was taking off my clothes and I was standing there naked. And, and it was like the end. I mean, I was like, where am I going to go from here? Mm. I mean, that's, mm. that's, that's how bad it was. I mean, I was like, all that I have worked for. And it wasn't the accusation that's the problem. It's just how the council was taking up the accusation. Not, not the whole council, of course. Some members of council, the dominants, you know. Um, that, that, that for me, that unfairness, just... Just that lack of justice, let me tell you, even the worst criminal, his side of the story is important. They don't just get sent to jail. But me, someone who's never committed any misconduct, any crime, you get someone who doesn't even have a law degree, who, who just decides who doesn't give us, it's faceless people, he's just 37, he could say 48 tomorrow, gets believed, and I'm guilty, is the end of my career. So what I have always wondered about this is that there seems to be a moment where things changed at UCT, because by all accounts, your first term, sure, there was resistance, and there was always resistance, even when you were DVC, but there was broad support for you. And then in the second term, suddenly... No, there's no second term. Second term was supposed to start in July. When you, when you were appointed for the second term? When you, when you got the second term? There was never peace, not in my space. I just kept yeah. it. You know, I've talked about how different UCT and VETS are. Yeah. That here, when there's trouble, there's blood on the floor. At UCT, as one of my colleagues from here said, is internal bleeding. So you said you don't see it. No, not not in my space. Oh no, 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 not in my space. No, 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 no. I always kept it within. And of course, you know that you do that as VC. You you keep certain. You keep a lot of things in. I mean, 2019 
Um, I, I got the honorary degree uh, doctorate uh, of science at the University of Bristol yeah. on in July or June 2020, 2019. Mm. The 22nd or 20th of June, yeah. 2019's council meeting, oh, was chaos. Mm. Oh, I remember sitting there telling them to fire me, mm. daring them to fire me. And of course, I mean, who does that? Who does that? Yeah. Maybe that was the time when I was supposed to cry and leave the room. But I thought it's crazy. I thought, I said, what's going on here? And I said, please find me. Can we talk about the council? Because this is a body I've also sat on at least for one year, back yeah. in 2010. And I think one of the missing pieces of the story that people don't realize is that that council is not just comprised of neutral figures who no. descend from the heavens. No. The DA sends people to that council specifically. They appoint mm -hmm. people. Uh, there are various constituencies that appoint people, often with political motives. Mm -hmm. I look at that council and there's some... I, I, I really worry about what some of the people on that council's agendas you know, mm -hmm. were. So on the one hand, we had this narrative that, well, there's this council that is independent. And then there's you on the other hand, and you're the big problem in the council is the independent arbiter. But someone who's not just sat in the UCT council, but within the politics of academia, I don't think there was enough attention given to the agendas at play in bodies like mm. university councils, where political parties have their deployees, where the state and the Western Cape government will have its deployees, and where UCT is a contested terrain. Um, it's clear to me that there was some kind of political agenda to remove you, that, that you people in, were hell-bent on removing you. There, there are always political agendas. I mean, um, there are always political agendas. I mean, I, I, think, uh, I think the appointment of many VCs uh, are contested, and uh, some more than others. Um, I think mine was, was pretty contested. I mean, I, I think um, <laughs> if I were not good enough, it would have made it easy for them not to appoint me. I think I made it too difficult. But in a way, I, I went into the competition or the, the race for vice chancellorship uh, with the understanding that I'm not going to get this job. So I, you know, in my, in my typical way, I went in and did the presentation with the uh, saying, I'm going to give it, give them me. I know they don't want me anyway. Yeah. So I'll give them me. I, I, I was surprised that they gave me the job. But so the politics are quite interesting because the Western Cape is a complex place mm. as well. You mm. know, you, you've lived there. It's quite a complex place uh, politically, uh, religiously. Uh, and I'm sure you know, I mean, I don't think any vice chancellor in the world has ever had such a welcome that I had. I mean, you say it was only, uh, you know, later. Mm. But um, my first Senate meeting, mm. uh, uh, I was managing a motion to boycott all Israeli institutions. That's no small feat. Yeah. Even for Yale. Sure. Yale, Howard, anything. That's not a, I mean, I tell vice chancellors uh, elsewhere in the world that my first Senate, mm. I was faced with the, dealing with the motion to mm. boycott all Israeli institutions. 
uh, the previous vice chancellor had left this mm. uh, hot potato. I had insisted that we must, we as an executive, must have a position. And my view was that um, in such matters, there's nothing like a personal position. You have a personal position, but it's not about me. It's about the institution. Mm. And, you know, th this is a difficult matter. And, um, and so we had, a, we had an executive position. I insisted that we do that because I knew if we don't, uh, this is going to go bad. And I'm glad that I did. So we had, and we wrote it, and we all signed. And then the motion is there. Uh, I, I, of course, uh, 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 had to write to members of Senate to come to Senate. Because during my predecessor's time, people were not coming to Senate. Senate was non-correct. So you can imagine my first meeting of Senate as vice chancellor. I wrote to all of them. I can pull out the letter. And I, I reminded them of the importance of Senate and why they should be there. And at that meeting, that, that motion uh, did not pass. Right. And note, that motion is brought to Senate by the Academic Freedoms Committee. Mm. Now, the second meet, the second, my second meeting of Senate, mm. they bring another motion that says, uh, for the University to boycott all Israeli institutions on occupied Palestinian territories. Well, you know, you can count them, there's debate about some or not. Uh, but in my view, that's semantics. At the end of the day, is the boycott, is the boycott, is the boycott. And, and then, of course, that motion passed. The, the position of the executive stayed as it, as it was. Right. And, and I chaired that. And of course, when that motion was uh, 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 passed, when that motion passed, oh, the news hit, news hit the world. And people think when news like that hit the world, you get a call from Israel. No, 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 you don't. You get calls from the US and Germany and, you know, not, not uh, Israel doesn't play that way. And so, that's, that's what we're, and then from there, then starts many other, everyone is looking. Then council meeting comes. Council, of course, has to make the final decision. Chair of council manages this discussion. The council doesn't make a decision. Council asks me, what's my advice? I say to them, it's chair of senate. I would advise that you go on with what the executive has decided. The, the executive had decided not to support the boycott. Yeah. Um, uh, precisely for academic freedom, but to not limit, mm -hmm. you know, possibilities and opportunities of, of anyone. So people can relate with whoever they want to, coming from the university. So we don't decide for people. Um, but of course, just doing that, uh, angered a lot of people. Is mm. that my personal position? Mm. No, it's not my personal position. I've got my personal position about Palestine. No, sure. But sure. but this is a this is an institutional thing. So from that moment, that moment, was, I made a certain yeah. group and and council angry, and yeah. maybe in the university, and maybe in Cape Town. So, but there was a group that was always against me. I mean, there was a yeah. group that didn't want me. I mean, there's a group, there's a group that politically, yeah. but this other group. 
that comes with their political agenda. Now joins that. Now joins yeah. that because now they are saying, and of course, one of them said, um, no, we are not going, we are actually going to join these white people and we are going to drag you out of this university. Can I ask on that? Because mm -hmm. when I look at both the Ombud report and then the Lee Lang, former deputy vice chancellor situation, mm -hmm. there are basically two, two ways you can look at it. Either mm -hmm. there is something to this and there were a whole bunch of people who felt that they were bullied or whatever, treated wrongly, mm -hmm. or there was an agenda to push you out of the university and to use these as a smokescreen for the, the deeper need to remove you, whatever means, um, find whatever thing can be rustled up and blow it out of proportion. Um, who, who was behind this agenda? That's what I, I have not... I don't know, but I'm yeah. not sure whether you've read these documents. I mean, if you're reading the Ombud report for 2019, did you read the 2016 one, the 2015 one? What do they say? They do talk about bullying. Why are you not worried? Where was I? Not yeah. even there. Sure, sure. That, and, that and was I'm before saying, your time. Yeah, and I'm yeah. saying... And, and to be honest, I haven't read every Ombud report that UCT's produced. Yeah, you only read this one. Well, First of all, yeah. even the format of it, even the terms of it, this is problematic. How can someone write something like this yeah. but, as a report? But was there nothing to those complaints? And if yeah. there was nothing, then who was behind? Okay, let's, let's yeah. get to that. Yeah. You know, how do I know whether there was nothing? I don't know. Mm. All I can tell you is that um, I found that university in Tatas. And if you, Caesar, wasn't aware, then I don't know where you have been. When I got to that university, yeah, there, there had been Rosemars Four Office. In fact, uh, uh, my predecessor's farewell function on campus was disrupted. Mm. It, was, it never happened. It was upheaval. It never happened. I was taking over in July. The farewell was in June. Mm. Until then, there was shutdown after shutdown after shutdown. The university had fallen off the rankings and so on. I came in July. I introduced different ways of engaging. We never had shutdowns. We had protests, never shutdowns like we had before. Yeah. But, but it's because I, I, I wanted to introduce a particular discipline and focus. Not to kill activism. Activism is important, but to introduce a particular discipline. Mm. And that meant that you don't just hold students accountable. You hold academics accountable and you hold uh, 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 a professional admin staff accountable. You hold the registrar accountable. Everyone must be held accountable, as it should be. And so I thought, could it be that actually staff have never been held accountable? Maybe since 2015, there was so much going on that everyone focused on students. Mm. And so for the first time, people are held accountable. They see it as bullying. I don't know, you know? Mm. I, I kept wondering, and I thought, when I tried to find out and, and, and I saw someone in their resignation saying, I, I accuse them of leaking documents, I thought, oh, come on. If you are the custodian of university documents and they leak, no doubt, I'm going to hold you accountable. Don't you ever make a mistake there. I will do it again and again. You can call him bullying as you like. I will ask you. What have you done 
If you have done nothing, I will say to you, why? If you tell me, I would say, if you don't do anything, it means you're complicit. Since I will say that to anyone I like or don't like. So there was never because a time. that's what that's what it is. So what I'm saying to you is that um, what people might have interpreted as bullying mm. is holding people accountable. Any CEO, CISO, you've never run a big uh, 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 entity, never, right? The day you run it, you will know that uh, uh, you have to hold people accountable, and some people will resist, and they will call it whatever you like. Uh, uh, many CEOs. Those who are honest <laughs> will tell you. They, many CEOs are not faced by this uh, bullying allegation. We know this. They, many of them have been accused of this or, or, or worse. So I wasn't faced by the 37. That's why I wanted the details, so that I can speak back. So now look at you. You're saying, was there no nothing? Caesar, give, give me details, then I can speak to you. If you don't give me details, I can only speculate that it's the people who didn't want the small little black woman with kinky hair to hold them accountable. From a bloody working class, never been to a model scene, never been to a private school, went to a Bundu University for undergrad, and he's here holding them accountable with the mother of a domestic worker. Who is she? Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So, 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 so some people can't just take it. You know what was confusing for yeah. me, right? And have you read, by the way, you mentioned the Ombud report and endless Lange, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Uh, Lange, you, you say Lange in English, it's Lange. Oh, well, I've known her since I was three, so it's fine. Yeah. Oh, good. Lucky yeah, for you. Yeah. Maybe you will explain this. Now, yeah. you probably then know the letter that she wrote uh, and was smuggled into Senate. Okay. And if you read that letter, you will see that actually she makes no accusation about me. So the, the she makes accusations about the chair of council. She even writes, the vice chancellor had nothing to do with this. I don't even know when she negotiated the non-disclosure agreement. I don't even know with who. I, 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 on the 17th of March, 2022, when I got the thing and I, I had a meeting with her, and I asked her, where does this come from? That's when, that's when she told me she doesn't want to go. And I said, so why did you sign this? She said, well, the chief counsel wants me to go. I said, why? She didn't want to tell me. She said, I, I should save it. What do I save that I don't know? Come. So <laughs> this is much more complex. And, um, you know, you, you can blame me for it. The bottom line, Caesar, is this. How on earth? You've, you've served on council, and you know the role of council. How can it be if a vice chancellor commits misconduct, how can a council fail to discipline the vice chancellor? Why don't they just charge the vice chancellor? You can do that as council. You know that. Sure, sure. If a council fails to, to, to charge the vice chancellor and say, this is the misconduct and we are charging you, we are suspending you, yeah, or, sure. then it's their problem. Labor law can kick in. Exactly. Now, yeah. if they just say, oh, there's governance, dysfunction, problem, dysfunction there's mm. mismanagement, mm. say what is mismanagement because you have the power to correct it mm. or 
to fire people for it. What is interesting to me is we talk about dysfunction. Yeah. And what but dysfunction? When, but when students are not protesting, that's not dysfunction. So, so universities are in this upheaval with student yeah. protest. And we don't say, oh, it's a dysfunctional university. We blame the students. Yeah. But suddenly dysfunction only became when people started leaving UCT. I think that the no, last oh, one on this question. Oh, no. That you are also misguided, Cesar. Well, let me just ask you this question. People leaving UCT, yeah. people left UCT no, 2016, 2017. Let me, ask you the, let me ask you the question. I haven't even got to the question yet. Yeah. Because some people did leave UCT. Yeah, uh, a lot. In, in, your, in your tenure. And, yeah. and yes, under Dr. Yeah. Price, they left. And under Dr. Mampele, Rampele, they probably also As they Mampele, should. Rampele, they, they left. Yeah. And, but the decision to leave is quite a big decision. It's quite a drastic decision for anyone's career. Wow. So when someone says, look, I came here and, and I want to leave, mm. that does create a sense of, wait, hold on a second. They, mm. That's a big step they're taking. Maybe there's something there mm. that that really was actually perturbing them. And, 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 and people, we, we just didn't know what was happening. And maybe mm. that's our fault. We didn't reach out to you enough. We didn't look enough. We didn't read enough. But when you see, whoa, someone's now actually leaving, mm. it, it got one to think, actually, but hold on a second. Is there something behind the mm. scenes in terms of the way people are being treated that maybe has crossed, yeah. if not a labor law line, an ethical line. Yeah. Um, was there anything like that that you Do, remember? Who are the people? Did you read? Did you? I mean, you got that from the Daily Maverick. The Daily Maverick said to you, there's an oxodus. And what we did, we gave them, we actually gave them data. Sure. Not only did we give them data, um, we also gave them data of two competitor universities, one of them being this university, to show them actually there's more people who left here and in the other university than at UCT and during the period. When you got there, there were a lot of acting deans and... No, 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 no. Let, let's not even go there. Sure. Because I wanted to go there and then you said, no, let's go here. <laughs> because you want to... You, 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 you saying uh, I pushed people out. No, no. I'm, I'm no, asking no, no, the no. question. I'm let, simply asking. Let me answer you. Okay, yeah. now, you must look at that. Because we gave, we gave them a daily maverick mm. com comparison. Yeah. To show to them. They said seven people, there were only four people. When mm. people leave because they are retiring, sure. uh, there's nothing I can do. Yeah, but sometimes people might want no, to... No, 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 no. We counted them. We counted, we counted the people who were leaving either because their tenure mm. has ended. If you have a five-year term and your tenure ends mm. and you choose not to renew your term, there, there's nothing I can do. Okay, and then if you leave the university because yeah. you are 65, there's nothing I can do. You are retiring. Sure. Okay, let's take yeah. two cases. So, so, so no, yeah. so, so in that article that they were saying there's an oxodus, we counted them because Daily Maverick gives you an opportunity to respond. Yeah. To respond, you've got to look at that response, and we compared with that sure. and another university that I shall not mention, and showing that there's actually have been more movements, resignations in those two universities than in UCT in, in comparison. Mm. Now. You must come explicitly to me, say the, the things, because, because this, uh, I will explain. Give me the two names. Yeah, no, I'll, uh, and, Give me the two names. And again, I don't read 
No, 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 go ahead. They, that, much, so that might not be come from Daily Maverick. I mean, you know um, these people since you were three. So, I mean, you, no. you, you might be able to give us more you know, academia, information. Uh, the academic world, everyone knows everyone. Not really. Not when you don't have the, the cultural capital. Well, maybe that's true. Yeah. If you are once, in the, in the, yeah. the privilege and, and power space, of course. Yeah, well, but, uh, but if you're not, no. Well, I'm sure you know a lot of, a lot of people by now. Not, not since three. So, and my I, children don't know them since three either. Well, I know you, uh, or, or my mom also knows you for a long time. But so. since I, my, your mom, I was teaching already. When your mom knew me, I was already over 25. True. Can you see? Because yeah. that's what poverty does. You come here, you're already mature. Mm. You know, and because you don't have the cultural capital, you don't even introduce your sons. My son was already alive, but I never got my son to meet your mom because uh, I didn't have the cultural capital that this works with connections. You learn late. That's, and, and that's what I'm talking about, you know, that those of us who come from poverty and we work our butt off to get there. We, we, we don't go by connection. Every little thing that you get. Certain things I'm learning now. It's too late. My children are graduates already. Sure. They are not going to benefit. So at three or three years old, they were not meeting professors and uh, mm. the lengths of this world. No. So. Royston, to give me the two people. Royston. Yeah. So Royston was the, was the registrar. Yeah. And Lise yeah. Langer was the, the DVC. Yeah. So. Let's, let's take those two cases. Obviously, there are many resignations at many universities and all of that, but mm -hmm. these are quite close. So I know that the, the DVC, Langer, mm. her term was coming to an end, but there yeah. was a question of whether she would renew the term. Yeah. And then Royston was the registrar, obviously a very central university person. He'd yeah. been there for donkey's years. He was even there in my time. That's when No, I but heard. only started as a registrar. Yeah, yeah sure. sure. Uh, uh, just a... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he'd been there for a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when... So, but you, so, but yeah. let, me, let me also so challenge... Cases. I want to challenge this also, this thing. You know, there's something about when, when people want institutions to transform, but they still prize this thing that having been there over a long time, it's yeah. a benefit. You can't, we can't let you go. Sure. But we can let Hetty go because he's just come in, mm. this mm. bloody working class person. Mm. Very problematic. Sure. Now, sure. Royston hasn't resigned, by the way. Royston is still there. Okay. Yeah. So, so the registrar, and by the way, you, you are the one who brought the names, right? So mm. the registrar wrote a letter of resignation. Mm. It wasn't resignation. It was to ask for early retirement and... Uh, uh, and uh, early retirement later, uh, sometime sure. middle of this year. Uh, of course, I knew that that wasn't, mm. that wasn't real. Um, I knew that. There were two of them who did that. Yeah. And um, of course, um, those two people said they are leaving because of me. Mm. Okay? Mm. Uh, because I'm accusing them, I'm accusing him of being... Um, uh, of leaking documents. Yeah, sure. Sizu, you serve on council. You've been talking about leaking documents. Who's the custodian of documents of, of the University of Council? No, sure. It's the, it's the registrar. Okay. I hope, I hope you invite them here one day and ask them. I'd, I'd love to. Yeah. And, and I, I because, must, yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, if someone uh, feels that I shouldn't ask them mm. when they are responsible, and if I ask them, then they resign. And then I must answer. Mm. Caesar, 
Come on. Sure. Come on. Okay. No, I hear, I hear you there. I hear you there. And then um, you you talking about Liz Lang. Liz Lang's uh, departure had nothing to do with me. Um, did I have a, an exciting, wonderful, very whatever? No, I, I don't. I, I will not ever feel comfortable mm. uh, working with uh, any executive who throws F's and S's in the meeting or in rooms just at random, and people laugh. And I can tell you that I remember that this thing used to irritate me and I talk, you can't just say F-U-C-K, you know, and S-H-I-T, just in meetings, you know. And people love, people think it's a joke. It's not a joke. You are changing the culture of my meeting. You can do it under your vice chancellor who you worked with in another university because that vice chancellor does the same. Here, I'm the vice chancellor. We don't work that way. Then you insist, you keep doing it. And then in a meeting, people laugh, and I'm the only black person in the meeting, and I stop them, and I say to them, let's just imagine what just happened was done by a black person. Let's pause for a moment and think about how you would have reacted. Would you have laughed? Or would you have felt disrespected and offended? And I let it sink a bit. And of course, I didn't expect them to be excited, happy with me, because I know how white supremacy works. Who am I? And of course, that could be called bullying as well. That could be called humiliating a colleague. Sure. Sure. Okay. So these are the kinds of things that... Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. as I speculate, you know, because yeah. if I talk with you separately and say, Caesar, man, I don't like these things that you do in, a meet, in, in meetings, whatever, please, mm. you know. And then you say, ah, we're now with your Christianity, blah, blah. I'm, I'm, no, 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 it's not Christianity. Mm. It's part of my meetings. I don't want this. I, I know how these things can pan out. So please. And you keep doing it. You leave me no other chance but to teach everyone else in the room that to, it's, a, it's sort of like a workshop, like pause. Let's just assume what just happened was done by a black person. How do, you have, how do you have reacted? And I said to them, I am definitely sure that that black person would have been suspended in three hours. Definitely, they would have been, and, 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 and uh, I mean, I, I, I dare. That's why black people won't do something like that. Mm-hmm. Black people, they won't do, black people we know very well. <laughs> what not to do. What not to do. I mean, even if, I mean, yesterday I was wearing a t-shirt, Ufu Dark. You know, even if I went with this t-shirt mm-hmm. to, to UCT, uh, people will think it's offensive. It's a, and it's a big statement. This one, yes. My hair was a big statement. People were asking me, mm-hmm. what's up? With my afro. No, Prof. And, and, so, and so how much more like, saying words like no, those? So, sure, sure. So what I'm hey, saying even, is that... Even taking a picture with something can get you on the wrong side of the media narrative. Of course. So, so, so yeah. what I'm saying to you is that whatever... I mean, that could have been called bullying. Now, mm. Liz Lang, your three-year-old aunt, your aunt when you were three-year-old. Uh, uh, Just... You're just dealing with me. I have to deal with you, Caesar, <laughs> because you had to insert that. I didn't ask you. 
You had to insert that. So, so I've got to rub it in. Because I've got to rub it in. I've got to rub it in. Oh, I'm so going to rub it in. Uh, oh, of course. But I'm, I'm not done. I'm not done, my darling. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. Okay. Okay. So um, I got a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah that she has chosen um, uh, to step down. And in the non-disclosure agreement, it's written that it's out of her own volition. It's a personal matter. Mm. Uh, she had signed already, and it's, it's sent to me by HR. I then decided, no, I'm not going to sign. The document said she's leaving the end of March. It's the 17th of March. I called, and I'm like, what's going on? Uh, she told me, no, no, no. Uh, she doesn't want to go. Uh, it's the chair of council who wants her to go. I said, why did you sign then? She said to me, uh, because she told me I must go, but you can save me. Now, I can't just save someone on instruction. Apartheid is over. I'm sorry. I'm a full South African. I'm not naturalized or whatever. I was born here. This is the only country I have. Now, I'm not going to allow anyone to just instruct me just to fight for them when I don't know. I ask, please tell me. And the person said, no, I can't tell you. I have to tell you, Cesar, by the way, that I did hear from the chair of council what happened. Okay. But I won't say it here because uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, mm. it will look like I'm incriminating the chair of council. Mm. But the chief of council told me what happened when they were on the 3rd of January. I was on holiday in Nigeria. Mm. They, they uh, went for dinner and something went down and whatever. Whatever they talked about had nothing to do with me. Mm. I mean, what, what they got there, I had nothing to do with it. Mm. Okay? I heard about it later. So I then said, well, you signed. At least write that you are signing under duress. No, no, they don't want to do that. Then I said, well, the only thing I can do, the reason I want to, I don't want to leave, I, want, I don't want you to leave the end of March. At least give me time. Leave end of April. And then she said, okay, thank you, I'll do that. I'm happy to leave end of April. So, so for me, that's how she stepped down. Her term of office was going to come to an end at the end of the year. But, Caesar, you cannot assume that someone will automatically get a second term. Sure. Because to get a second term, first of all, your line manager has to say, yes. It's not a divine right. Yes, I want to recommend you for, I want to recommend Caesar for a second term. So first it starts with me. Do I want to recommend Caesar for a second term? Yes, and then I go to Caesar. Caesar, I want to, I want to recommend you for a second term. Are you in? Yes. Mm -hmm. And then I go to other constituencies before I go to Senate. Sure. So this idea, that she was going to get a second term, Associate Professor Lange. It's, it's beyond me that, that you are saying, I mean, it's alleged that she was going to get a second term. It's, it's also sometimes spoken as about, you know, Senate was going to have to choose me. Or her. No, no, she wasn't a VC, guys. She's an Associate Professor and a DVC. Uh, and I'm a full professor and vice chancellor. Okay, so this is, there's a difference here. I had to make, make a decision. The reason, and I was planning to start in April, her, her consultation, right? Because my line manager asked me already in December whether I want to stand for a second term. Sure. So I wanted my process to end first 
because otherwise you get all these yeah. processes yeah. run by different people. Mm. But before I could end that, boom, I'm hit by this. I okay. wish she had told me. I wish she had told me. Yeah. Because yeah. perhaps if she had told me, we could have stood together and said, but that's not right. Yeah. Because governance-wise, no chair of council or no member of council should actually tell anyone who reports to me to go. That's where the governance floor is. Not, not with me. I mean, you know, we could have stood together and said, well, but so what governance floor have I done? Please, I mean, by the way, they can tell you, even uh, 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 the DVC herself can tell you that I have reversed her appointments because she had faltered on governance. And I can say it openly that I, I reversed the appointment of the director of the School of Accounting, College of Accounting, hmm. because was appointed uh, without proper approvals. I'm the one who makes the final approval. And we see some of the and, and then it didn't come to me. It, 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 they sent me to approve. Whilst I'm still looking at it, they get the guy to start. Three months later, I realized that this, I hear that this guy started. I leave the one, one month. After three months, I said, I send them this thing. You are not asking for this. I haven't approved this guy. And, and, and they said, no, but he's been working for three months. Mm. No, but he's not approved. Who said I'm I'm a rubber stamp. And, and I said, we are going to the College of Accounting. You are going to address them. Tell them why we are asking him to step down. Maybe that's what they call bullying. Me, that's what I call holding the governance line and holding people accountable. Okay, okay so, yeah. so, so, and I'm saying to you, I am very, very meticulous. I didn't study mathematics for nothing. You appoint somebody to a deputy dean post, people vote for him in a faculty board meeting, but he's there. I say, to, send me the minutes. I read the minutes. People think we black people, we just, I don't just sit in the office. Mm -hmm. I read the minutes. I see this guy is in the meeting. There's no way where they're asking him to. Mm -hmm. This guy was in the meeting. And the, no, 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 this is another case. This is another case mm -hmm. of a deputy dean. Mm -hmm. Again, by the same deputy vice and I say, I'm sorry. Yeah. This I cannot approve. And people get angry. And then, of course, the dean uh, of that faculty resigned. Okay? You want me to cry? You are resigning because I'm holding you, I'm holding you accountable that you must, you must walk a straight line when it comes to governance. If it were a black person, people, people would be very happy. We'd hear about corruption. At yes. So now... I have reversed appointments. It's just that I, me, I'm very consistent. I, I, don't, I don't have a problem whether you are black or white or whatever. Mm. Um, uh, if you don't hold the governance line, I will. I will. Uh, 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 I've returned. I've, I've asked people, employment, employee relations, to go back when they are they are they want to discipline some black person for something that they wrote on Instagram. The same thing that a very big professor has written an article up, uh, mm. on in, in the Maverick. Mm. They use the same, same sentences. This one is a big white professor. A small black person writes on Instagram. Of course, it's a small black person. The minute they want to discipline them, they remove it on Instagram. Yeah. They expect me to, to, to discipline this person, to approve that the person gets suspended. I say, no. It's not about race, even. It's about consistency. 
white supremacy is not going to work. If you discipline the small black person for this, then you must also discipline the big white person for this because it's the same message. The other one has got a longer lifespan even. And you see, we can talk about transformation in the context of employment equity. It's very easy. Mm -hmm. But a transformation in terms of uh, decision making, consistency of treatment, mm -hmm. uh, and so it, it's something that people don't. It, my 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 song in many of my executive meetings was was about consistency. No, that's a very interesting point, Prof. And, and maybe we can go there because there's actually so much I wanted to ask you outside of this UCT question. Um, but. I love this idea of transformation is not just about employment yeah. equity and, and the appearance of transformation, but actually yeah. how we treat people once we're inside the institution mm. and the inequalities of punishment yeah. and the inequalities of privilege. Of course. Um, one thing that I think can't be denied about your tenure is that you came in at a time when the university was in turmoil. Going down. Years. Roads must fall. There was, there was war at UCT yeah. at the time. And what you managed to do, whatever else was happening in corridors of UCT, was actually say, hold on a second, students cannot just be demonized yeah. and put under private security and militarized yeah. and securitized. Let's engage the students. They're not always right, mm. but we're not going to treat them like they're some kind of security threat mm. and, and that alone. And I think it's fair to say in your time that the climate on campus changed from, mm. from a, a war zone to, to, to one of engagement. Well, it went back three days as after I left. left. As soon as you left, Gosh, it was it's a war amazing. Zone. Clearly, but they... hey, no one was dancing. And, and So, Prof, as, as we come out of the UCT and, and your tenure there and, and departure there, just one double standard that I think we can just focus on, because I also really want to ask you about higher education more widely and and the crisis of, of student protest and funding in, mm. in South Africa. But we see at different universities, depending clearly on, is it the race of the vice chancellor, the gender of the vice chancellor, that suddenly there are no governance crises. It's, it's a misstep if, if you breach or have appeared to breach governance bounds. We see at Stellenbosch now, there's some questions being asked of the vice chancellor there, uh, but there's no big media Furor, there's no crisis at Stellenbosch. It's just, yeah, maybe there were some mistakes. I'm sure we haven't figured out the details. Once we figure out the details, all will be fine. I mean, it's also interesting how you talk about it. No, I'm, I'm saying as because, if yes. this is what people I hear seem you. to be saying. I hear you. Um, but I'm just thinking yeah. that there's someone out there who says, what's happening at Stellenbosch? Well, yeah. well yeah. what's happening? Yeah. The vice chancellor has squeezed in his relatives, not one. So far, it's like two, but we don't know. Maybe it's more. But there's no crisis, there's no mismanagement, uh, and nobody's asking. I mean, mm. for me, there would be such a, there was such a furore with a picture of me with a rifle. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, it's in another country on holiday. Mm. Do we know if the vice chancellor of Stellenbosch can dance? Can, we don't know. We don't know, yeah. yeah. But... For some reason, that's... I mean, I really often thought if I went with, I went to the beach and wore a bikini, I mean, I'm sure I was going to be disciplined as to why do I show such chaos. Oh, it would have been yeah. chaos. And yeah. But, but, but there, is, there, there are double standards mm. because mm. Um, 
Again, I mean, the, 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 the bottom line is that if you are a black leader, mm. you'll be under scrutiny. Yeah. And if you are a black African woman leader, mm. you'll be even under more scrutiny. Mm. Absolutely. And if you are a black African woman leader with views, mm. then it's even worse. Mm. You're not only going to be under scrutiny, we're going to drag you out. Yeah. Because you are too, you are disrupting the status quo, mm. so it's not like all the black vice chancellors are, are harassed. No, 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 they are not. Mm. Uh, so, you know, they've got to remember that every time these things happen, when 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 there's any attack on a black leader, um, it it is not always uh, white people who do it. Uh, they they who mm. openly do it. They do it through black people. Sure, uh, you know, sure. sometimes they, they can, you know, because it's about power and mm. how you manipulate mm. this. Mm. Uh, but, but of course, the Stellenbosch issue is a, is a fascinating mm. one. And um, here's mark my words: I don't think anything is going to happen. Mm. So I look at and the yeah. very, the very uh, loud-mouthed people who are at Stellenbosch. Mm who write the opinion pieces and books about leadership in universities, corruption, mm. and uh, will not even, are not even talking about this. Mm. Uh, you know, um, and, and I, 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 I'm confident. Um, actually, I am so confident that I, I have done my job so well when it comes to governance, mm. that there are many instances where I actually disagreed with the chair of council. And then it's bullying. Disagreed. I so, disagreed vehemently with the yeah. chair of council and said to her, I even have written it down on email to say to her, this is not uh, consistent with governance. Mm. And, and of course, uh, 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 she can say, I, I don't understand the terms and conditions and so on and so forth. Mm. No, for me, governance is very, it's very clear. You, you know, so, mm. so, so, so it's, um, but yeah, uh, uh, but Yes, yeah. many vice chancellors will get away with it. Yeah. If you are willing to play the game, if you are willing to be an instrument to enable the establishment to keep the status quo, you will be protected. Look, I would have had a beautiful and wonderful vice chancellorship uh, if I had agreed mm. to be the vice chancellor who smiles and cut ribbons. Mm. Uh, and of course, I, I still... I still can't forget this when the uh, when my predecessor at, at at his farewell, I was already appointed. Of course, I was there, and my predecessor says, uh, uh, you know, that they are happy about the appointment of the new vice chancellor, and they said they are going to be uh, they are a very um, appropriate kind of appropriate face of the university. Had I agreed to be the face, just to be the face of the university. As my predecessor had put it, I would have had a peaceful, nice, nice uh, 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 tenure, and I think that's what people want. Um, uh, uh, but, but you know, uh, I I don't work that way. I'm honest to the job that I'm called to do. Uh, uh, council loved it. My line managers gave me performance bonuses. Uh, nobody ever said I was incompetent. In fact, I saved the university so much money because I'm lean and mean, you know, coming from the township and poverty. No driver, mm. no cook, no mm. living maid. Um, I flew economy everywhere unless mm. uh, I'm, uh, they, uh, it's the other people inviting me. If you invite me from outside, you buy business. If mm. it's a university, no, nothing. And most of the trips that I went on, UCT never paid because... 
I have an international name. Mm. So I used those invitations to do UCT work. So UCT never paid, but I never flew business. I mean, it was quite funny when we go to meetings on the continent mm. as vice chancellors in this country, mm. the vice chancellor of the leading university will go to the potato class, everyone stays in their <laughs> business class. But I don't need business class to make me important. Mm. You know, I'm important. And you know, this experience at UCT has actually made me realize, actually, I, I'm not just important. People are scared of me. I didn't know this. Because I thought, how on earth does council get two judges, three judges, and two other people to investigate me? Uh, it's, it's beyond me. How, 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 when they can just discipline me, charge me, mm. discipline. I was never charged. I was never disciplined. Nothing. But I get two judges. Even Tabo Besta is not going to get two. It's going to get one. Some people involved in state capture have never seen one. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, 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 yeah. So white supremacy is very big, not only in this country, in this world. Uh, and I just think, yeah, I, I, I think we, yeah, as I, as I go on in my journey, I keep wondering, you know, this democracy that we won in 94 has got a lot of weaknesses. Mm. Yeah, and, and the sooner we, we look at them and we admit, the better. I, I don't even think it's about the party that's in power or mm. whatever. I would say it's about the negotiators. I think, I think there was too much desperation sure. uh, to, to, you know, back in the 90s, you know, to get mm. to the point of peace and let's get a new country going. That, um, you know, we're too, and I'm saying we, mm. we're too much in a rush to sign without um, uh, making demands and making sure that certain things are in place. Mm. Um, because I, I just, you know, you have to lead a, a, a white dominated university or institution mm. or, or, or space. Um, and, you know, coming from, from poverty to, to understand that. Because I, I think people who are mm. far away from from a working class and poor communities and lives probably don't even see it. You know, you know you, yeah. it's very easy to get to live in this bubble and not even realize mm. the inequalities and how the inequalities are not just about um, bread and butter. They are way more, even in the professional space, how white supremacy reigns supreme mm. in so many spaces. And, and it's normalized and, and people think it's okay, you know? Yeah, and, and this is a conversation that's been happening on this channel. Um, you mentioned watching the Advocates yeah, interview. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't believe the response to that interview. I mean, I've, I've heard those conversations before. I've had them privately. Mm. But it feels like our country is at a point now where people are really starting to question the foundational assumptions that yeah. that that are at the at the base of the society because it feels like there's just something not right with the way we've actually constituted the whole country. We we, we mm. just gave away a, maybe not even a bit. We gave away too much in, in mm. the in the scramble to create mm. peace and stability. Mm. And now it's coming back to bite us. Yeah. And 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 whether it's giving away 
or being happy with given the crumbs. Mm. You know, it could be just that mm. people were, were just happy mm. being, being given the crumbs. What do we do as, as a country? Because you're not just an academic leader. I think everyone in our country right now has to be thinking, what's the next step? What is the debate that we, we push forward to get us out of this malaise, out of these multiple crises that we're in? Have, have you been doing thinking on what needs to happen as, as a country, as a society, to, to maybe reach beyond this problem to the next future for South Africa? You know, I mean, I, I just think it, it, we have to go to really the foundations of when we were not happy with apartheid, what is it that made us unhappy? It's not that, it's, for me, it's not the fact that it is white people who are in power. It was just a system. So we have to undo that system because for me it seems as if we have kept the system and just changed the people who are in power. Mm. And, and, and the system continues. Sort of the people who are in political positions, let me put, put it that way, because mm. they are actually not in power in many ways. I mean, um, yeah, in many ways not in power, I have to say, because I mean, uh, even even as things were happening at UCT, I kept thinking. Mm. Um, I mean, I wrote to the minister. I, you know, there was, you know, it was as if I, yeah. And nothing. No, 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 nothing. You know, so, mm. but so 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 I think we've got to go to the system. It's the 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 the, the fight against apartheid. Is is just the the way the system works. That the the how people just on the basis of their race are put at a particular level. And that still remains. I mean, mm. in, the sp in the spatial planning, you look, I mean, you, Cape Town is quite an interesting, mm. interesting space. Stellenbosch is, yeah. you know, and, and, so, and, and to think that that continues today, mm. uh, even under our government. I mean, it's, it's very easy to hang on to just corruption and whatever, and those things are important. Sure, sure. But, but it's just, just, even just in the thinking, mm. you know, even, uh, I don't know. Um, so, so this Kakani interview for me was, was very interesting. And, and of course, he's a lawyer, he's an advocate. So he went for the constitution. Yeah. And, and maybe, I don't know whether that's the way to go. But for me, it seems like I wish we could go back. I felt sad, you know, it felt mm. Mm. going through um, the past six years at UCT mm. was, was, was very sad to me, mm. for me to see, because I, I thought, you know, there, there was a time, especially when I was at VETS, I mean, I spent 12 years here as an academic, yeah. and I used to have a slogan on my signature that says, excellence is the best deterrent to racism. Mm. And I think it was a quote that was, it was, these are words that were said by Jesse Jackson. And I remember having a huge debate Mm. with one of my friends who passed on uh, pet dooms. And, and I didn't get it then. And, and I got it late, mm. you know, because for a long time, I thought if I excel, yeah. if I do everything, if I excel, team. racism mm. will not get me, mm. no kind of discrimination. And, and, and I realized actually it doesn't matter. Actually your excellence may be the very problem. Mm. Mm, mm. And for me, in my case, that's, that that's yeah, no, that you know, deep. I felt like if I were incompetent mm. and I played the game and mm. I just smiled mm. and whatever, I would have been safe, you know, Cesar. Mm. My problem 
is pursuing excellence and thinking that when you're excellent, you, 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 you won't suffer all of these things. Now, mm. and I've preached this message over and over again. I still want to say to young black people, be excellent. Still be excellent, but don't think it's going to buy you. Mm. It's not going to buy you, buy you favor with the racists. Racists will be racist. White supremacists will remain that. I wish, I wish I had known that. That's so true. I have to say with, you know, this Oxford PhD. Yeah. You know, and, and I, in some ways I thought, okay, once I get this, <laughs> I mean, what are you going to say? Yeah. It made people more angry. Just like, yeah. like you said, like yeah. it, it's an affront. Yeah. To racist. For, for me, that, that's the sad. It's a sad. Yeah. It's sad. Especially w- when you grew up poor, you, you actually, my mm. dad made us believe that. Mm. We mm. bought into mm. it completely. And yeah, and sometimes like, if you are incompetent, you see mm. incompetent people getting away with mm. it. Mm. They won't get challenged because they will not, they, they won't hold people accountable. They won't, yeah. whatever, they will just wrap things. They will put things under the table. They will, mm. you know. Uh, they would be happy to to throw this black person under the sure, bus sure, and sure. you know and just cut the ribbon smile, mm. you know. And and if you're not willing to do that, yeah. then then it, there's there's a problem. So so there's something fundamentally wrong uh, uh, in my view with mm. our democracy that that does that. I mean, I I actually even feel more. I feel more wanted, and more accepted in other countries outside South Africa. I mean, mm. isn't that a shame? Mm. And those countries, some of them are, are, are not, they, they, they haven't had apartheid, they have black people, black yeah. people are not in the majority, yeah. um, but it's in spaces where people feel that, you know, diversity matters, inclusivity. You know, it's yeah. like in this country, even in some spaces, in institutions that are led by black people, mm. someone like me is a problem. There's just such hostility. There's hostility, why? Yeah. Because White people don't want her. She's a problem. She mustn't mm. be there. Mm. And then you get to, to other spaces. I mean, I'm no longer vice chancellor. And there are, there are bodies that I, I belong to that, you know, still say, please come. It's a meeting of vice chancellors. Please come even mm. if you're not. Mm. We, need, we need your voice. We need that. Mm. And I'm like, but, I, you know, yeah. I but can't. Can I get your insights on higher education itself? Because... We speak about misgovernance, yeah. and um, before we broke, there's this crisis that just keeps repeating itself. Oh, yeah. At the beginning of the year and around fees time, students are protesting. You managed to solve that, resolve that, create a much calmer cli- uh, climate on campus, a much more engaging climate of equals between students and management. And I think that's to your credit. And, and I look at so many vice chancellors, past and present, who turn student protest for often legitimate reasons. Maybe student demands aren't always perfect, but there's there's something at the base of that. Mm. Turn this into a security problem, Mm. militarize the campus, private security, and demonize students, and rinse and repeat every single Mm. year. How do we get out of this chronic crisis of, of funding in higher education where it's instability after instability, military action after military action? And, mm-hmm. and how did you go about trying to lower the temperature on your campus and turn that situation around? 
Yeah. By the way, I, th I think there's two separate. I think student activism will always be there, even if we solve the funding problem. Sure. sure. Um, Which is probably a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. If, yeah. if students are allowed, uh, mm -hmm. we are in trouble. Mm -hmm. You know, what more society? And, and people wish for that. I don't wish for that day. Mm -hmm. uh, f what, I, what I did at UCT is that when I took office, we introduced a meeting with the SRC every month, hmm. an hour meeting. Mm. With an agenda that's crafted by the SRC, Why and is sometimes that so hard for other. And so, look, it wasn't easy for for some of my executives. Sure, I bet. Because I insisted that mm. all members of the executives executive have mm. to be there. Only the registrar did not attend. Wow. Uh, but all of them have to be there, and it wasn't easy. But they must be there, and the, and we must answer. And and what that does, it creates a, a space where. We can hear the students and their issues before they become a crisis. Absolutely. And um, they can get angry with us. Mm. And some of the things, I mean, look, you know, we, we, we talk about students may be wrong, whatever. Management can be wrong too. We, we have blind spots. We are just as human as everybody, mm. you know. Mm. So I have found that some of those meetings actually showed us there are things that we managed to solve before they become a crisis. Wow. If yeah. we didn't have that, we would have had a much bigger crisis, mm. you know? And, and so that happens every, every month. Mm. And then I, as VC, had a meeting with the SG and the president of the SRC Interesting. every week, mm. unless they, they cancel. Mm. Mm. I don't call all the executives, but the SG and the sure. president are important. So there is constant communication. Constant communication, constant communication. Very, very good. Yeah. And, and I think that that's, that's with the student leadership, but I mean, the student body is so big. I mean, you know, during Rose Must Fall, Fees Must Fall, um, I mean, that, that's when things get hot, it is also possible that the SRC can be delegitimized. You can have other Absolutely. groups of leaderships going on. So, and that's the reason I, I, I made sure that I interact with students in residences, in student societies, because there are, you know, there's house committees, there's head students and whatever, so that I know, I have a sense of what's brewing at rest. Mm. Because uh, if you don't know what's brewing at rest, they can end up shutting down all the residences. And, you know, and that can be a, a problem in itself. So, so I think the constant engagement with students is important. I mean, the, 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 the idea that students are children what can they tell us? It's very, pro I've heard one vice chancellor saying that. Mm. They are children. Mm. What, very problematic. Definitely. Um, uh, uh, you, you, you have to hear them. It's a necessary voice mm. and they will see what you don't see. They will come with their exuberance. Sometimes their expectations are unrealistic, but that's okay. They are young people. Sure. We were like that as young people. Mm. Uh, in terms of funding, I mean, university education is very expensive. You know, CISO, I, you know, I, I, I didn't earn little money, uh, but I found it hectic, man, mm. because, because you have other things mm. to do, you know. So um, it, it requires sacrifice. It requires a lot of things. Ideally, public higher education should be free. Frankly speaking, I mean, of course, the country has to plan for it and, and all of that. You can't just be taken by surprise. But a country like ours, we had all the time to do that. 94, yeah. you know, with all everything that's in the Freedom Charter and all the conversations in the ANC, mm. how can we be called talk, caught by surprise? It, we shouldn't have been caught by surprise. We should have planned for it from, mm. from that time. But right? it's also an investment. It's a, look, it's, it's, it's not an investment. 
And this is Caesar, the thing people so right. don't get their heads around. Is you're so right. That will pay for itself in the economy Absolutely. in multiple ways. It's an investment. In fact, it's, it's much more costly mm. not to provide higher education. True. So if you provide quality higher education for free, you might find that in the long run, it is cheaper mm. and, it, and it generates more income for, you know, it, it, it actually enlivens our, our, our economy. So, so, I mean, you know, it, at some stage we've got to talk about this because this, it's, and for the, I mean, at the moment, NSFAS takes care of the point working class 350,000 below. I mean, it's as if if you earn 500,000 rands, mm. I mean, it's, imagine two kids. Yeah. With 500,000 per annum joint family income, it's yeah. impossible. Yeah. It's impossible with the rates and everything as it is, mm. uh, price of food. So, so, so frankly speaking, we are, I, I think we are, we are slowly but surely creating a situation that's untenable in this country, mm. in our higher education. It's going to be a head-on collision very soon. Uh, with young people. So I, I wish we, we, we get that right. Um, and then I said activism is separate. I mean, sure. um, <laughs> you know, you, you, you know, when I say we need students, we need students seeing the ills in our society, pointing them out, whether they, are, they affect them or us, or, you know, our students are so obsessed now with fees that they protest about fees, right? Mm. Then they are not even looking at the debt that South Africa is creating with the World Bank. And, mm. You know, they, they are not looking at that. They are not looking at any other issue outside sure. their own, sure. right? And it makes them look like they're selfish. But it's because this issue is so urgent. Mm. But if you solve this issue, our students will look at other issues that affect, you know, not only their university, maybe the, the sector, maybe the country. Yeah. At the moment, students are not, are not even focusing on that mm. because there's like immediate things. And, and I think it's sad to have that because I would like our students at university to look beyond their own, their own issue, to, to start engaging with, the, with, with what's happening mm. in the world. Mm. Um, uh, are we ready? What are we, do they have a view about NATO? Do they have a view about mm. the, the future of the West? Do they, you know, what's, what's their view? At the moment, we are not hearing our students mm. express their views. I want to see big placards where they, but they're not. And we can't blame them because they've got bread. And many students don't even have food. They've got to go to the food bank to get something. And so, so in a way, we've got to solve this problem for our own good. It will, you know, if, if public higher education is, 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 is free and there's multiple programs, we probably have more students. And, and, and kill this idea that a degree means someone is going to give you a job. A degree gives you an opportunity, an opportunity to learn, to learn how to learn, to learn how to create new things and so on and so forth. And so that our young people know that you, you get this degree, you do things with it. You don't expect... Nobody owes you something now that you have a degree. Mm. But we've created in such a way that parents spend the money because after that, your child is going to get... Some, it's almost like we're going to pay you back. Mm. And I just, I just think we, we've got to change the mindset. Um, and, and, and maybe, maybe, it's, it, 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 maybe it's what we need because we, we're not going... I, I don't think we're doing very... very it's, 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 it's actually scary when, when I think about what could happen in the next 10, 10 years. I mean... Well, we have to see what happens in 2024. Yeah. 
But 10 years, I mean, July 2022 showed us mm. Mm. what just gave us a glimpse, just a little bit, you know, just a little bit. It can, it can get worse than that. And I think it will. Prof, can you uh, give us any insight into where to from, from here for you? I'm sure various institutions are... <laughs> Uh, after your your insights globally and and locally, I know um, some have already tried to to find that out from you. No, I mean I I, I I initially I wanted to you know you can talk about this first. Let me say I'm I'm taking a break now. I'm, I'm on sabbatical. Mm. I've got a writing project. I'm sure you know that I was on sabbatical last year, yes, and yes. and I came back when Senate of the 30th of September went south. As chair, Welcome responsible back. chair of Senate. I thought I should come back. Yeah. So yeah. I'm back on, on those projects. And yeah, it's I'm, not always about doing and being no, in places. Or, no, yeah. I'm back on those projects until yeah. I'm going to do that until the end of the year. I'm getting approaches. There's, there's people mm. who are talking to me internationally. And of course, I do have an invitation, um, a, you know, a standing invitation to be visiting professor, uh, you know, overseas at the University of Ottawa. And right. I'll take it up when I have time. But, mm. but I have corporates who are asking me to do things for them mm. here and there. There are other universities on the continent and elsewhere in the world who are talking to me, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not in a rush for anything. Sure. Um, uh, thanks to UCT for making sure that I'm taken care of. The bank balance is healthy. I don't know. I don't know. Some say. I, I don't Some know. Say. Uh, uh, well, that's what Adrian says, but I don't know. <laughs> that's what... Uh, allegedly. <laughs> SMWX needs some, some cameras and things. Can nah. you, uh, so we'll, we'll talk. Yeah. And, nah. yeah. and so does my uncle need a wheelchair. <laughs> She's, he lives in an RDP house, you know. <laughs> so let's sort that one out first. Then we'll come to you, yeah. Well, after, after we paid a few fees of a few students, mm, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, can you see the, lo- the list is long? I mean, you, you come very long. Yeah. Especially after you told me about three-year-old uh, season. Oh, now we, went, we, now we go back to three-year-old. <laughs> I thought we were done with three-year-old. I'm 57, Caesar. We don't wow. get done with these things too quickly, you know. No, no. Hey. hey. <laughs> But you know, this, this, it's actually on that note, like, you deserve that. Like, yeah. and final double standard thing. Like, yeah. and then, so of course you should be paid the duration of your contract. And it gets called a golden hand. No, I don't know if they did. I don't know, Caesar. I don't. And I, I don't, I'm not going to be Oh, decided. sorry, sorry. Yeah. I'm not going to be discussing my I don't know what you're talking about yeah, anyway. But um, yeah. Anyway, very, very, <laughs> I tried. I tried. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Susan. We really appreciate your time and your, your candor with us, your, just, just your insights and your conversation uh, and your calling me out um, and putting your side of the story across for our audience. Uh, that's special for us and we appreciate it. So we wish you all the best. Thanks, Susan. And thank you for, for coming. Thank you so much for inviting me. Just a real, real honor to be on your platform. I think the Advocates Kakane episode now has competition. No, I'm not sure about that. I mean, Kakane is so well composed. I mean, uh, you were even in a different venue. Come on. <laughs> the Seaswim of Welsh Experience Podcast. Ayeye. Ayeye. Ayeye.